You are listening to Painting Pictures. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and today I am not drinking coffee. That's right, folks. No coffee for me today. Instead, a cup of black tea, Earl Grey, which is flavored with bergamot. I believe it's bergamot, not bergamot. Uh, let me just confirm that. Bergamot! Bergamot. So please, if you ever hear anybody say Bergamot, go. Pfft. It's Bergamot. <laughs> yeah, uh, <clears throat> yesterday I had a cup of coffee and it was, I think, the, I don't know, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth day in a row that I had. Drinking, drinking. I drank. I had drank in coffee. Now that's a lot. That's a lot of consecutive days of coffee, and uh, and I wasn't going overboard. You know, I wasn't binging. I was generally keeping it to one cup, which, when you have a full-sized French press and you're making coffee for yourself, making just one cup of coffee is sort of a feat in restraint. Because you kind of want to just keep pouring that water in. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and then maybe if you put a little bit of too much water in, just grind up just a few more beans just to make sure that you get that kick. But, yeah, I was keeping it to one cup a day. And um, and then yesterday I I, uh, I made the coffee. And I, as I was making the coffee, I knew that I, I didn't really need it or I, that my body didn't really want it. I can tell when I'm about to make coffee and, uh, well, there's like a sense of excitement, but then if I have the sense, this feeling in my body of like, oh shit, (laughs) oh shit, oh boy, that's how I know that I don't really need the coffee, but I made it anyway, and boy, I didn't feel so good that day, yesterday, did not feel so good, and felt uh over caffeinated but more than over caffeinated i had the feeling of of feeling overly acidic and this is something i experienced for the first time when i worked at a cafe in oakland in the year of our lord 2013 and i got really into uh well i would just be i would always eat a lot of uh pastries and i would 
drink a lot of coffee, obviously. And I started to get, mm, like, I believe they're called canker sores on the inside of your mouth. And I started to, uh, well, just not feel so good. And, and then I got really into, like, lemons, and I got really into this whole pH scale for foods, what's acidic, what's alkaline. Well, the, the most acidic things in, in the world are sugar and, and caffeine or coffee. So, anyhow, I, um, I had that realization yesterday. And normally I've been, usually I'm pretty good about taking at least three days a week off of the coffee train. And I just have been riding the coffee train these past few days and uh, took a toll, took a toll on the old bod. So we're drinking black tea today, which, you know, it's like flavored water (laughs) and uh, with a little honey and cream. It's got some substance to it. It's definitely no coffee and I'm doing it because I get to, you know, heat something up and put honey and cream in it and, and have that experience but really i might as well on my non-coffee days you know drink apple cider vinegar honey lemon or or just hot water because i might as well give myself a full break from caffeine although we got a scale here black tea has about half the caffeine of coffee so that's pretty good. And uh, uh, green tea has a little bit less than that. Not significantly less. Anyway, I, I love coffee. I don't think I'm ever going to give up coffee. I also think it might be staining my teeth. Oh, my God. Wouldn't that be terrible? Uh, I'm not using toothpaste. I'm using this uh, calcium therapy where I just it's just calcium and zinc chunks in water that you shake up and then squirt in your mouth and swish around and brush and it works i think it works pretty well but um yeah noticing maybe some stains on the teeth which really is uh is you know that's a red flag (laughs) it's a red flag and i don't know if it's the calcium therapy or if it's the coffee but i'm gonna try to take a couple days off from coffee maybe just one day well today's wednesday uh yeah probably just one day <laughs> i'll have coffee tomorrow anyhow this is a podcast um this is a solo episode so that means i can just blab on uninterrupted so look out um that's a you know that's a dangerous situation you have no control over this right now you could stop it that's your only thing you could do but you can't interrupt me. I mean, you could pause it, but then I'm going to come right back at you. Uh, you could fast forward, but then, you know, why would you fast forward? You don't know what you miss. Uh, you either turn it off or, or keep listening. So it's, you know, I have all the power in this situation, basically. And and that feels pretty good, you know, to just wake up and roll out of bed and put on some PJ pants, make a little pot of black tea, and be in control of a lot just being in a position of power in my pajama pants Mm. yeah feels good um feels feels good it's a little it's a little boost thanks for listening i want to 
tell you about um, some paintings that I'm working on. I'm an artist. I'm I, I paint pictures, and I just finished on Sunday a copy of a Van Gogh, Vincent Van Gogh, and a piece called Oleanders. And I doubt that he titled his paintings. I, I feel like all of his paintings were titled posthumously, but I'm not sure. He may have painted a picture of Oleanders and said, I'm going to call this Oleanders. Anyway, it's a beautiful painting. The man painted it in 1888. He started painting in earnest around 1885. He died in 1890 or 1891, I believe. Uh, That's right. You just did that math. That's five or six years of seriously painting. He wasn't really trained... Uh, as an art student, he did spend some time in Paris early in his career drawing, and he got into that a little bit and got into the art scene. But we're basically talking about a guy that spent seriously painting about six years of his life and became perhaps the most famous artist in the world. That's pretty impressive. I've been painting for about, seriously painting for about six years, and... um. <laughs> Well, let's not make comparisons. I did copy a Van Gogh painting, and it felt amazing, and it gave me a new appreciation for color. And what I realized is that old Vincent used colors straight out of the tube. Now, that's something that a lot of art teachers and art schools will tell you not to do. That paint, you should always mix the color, you know, mix a color, mix something into it, mix it with another color. You never just use paint straight out of the tube. Well, the fact is that although you can, uh, there are some theories about uh, how you can increase the vibrancy of a color by mixing in a small amount of its opposite. Um, Paint straight out of the tube is about as strong as it gets. And when you've got a rockin' color like cadmium green, and you squirt that out of the tube and you put it right on the canvas, it's like, whoa! (laughs) Whoa! That's some green. And then you got some blue, and you squirt that out and put it right on the canvas. And it's like, whoa, blue. And that's the way that Vincent van Gogh painted. And it was really fun to mimic that. And I think it's my most favoriteest painting that I've ever done. And it's up online, and you can check it out. Go to GabeRobertsArt.com and have a look. And let me know what you think. And it's for sale for $500, which is a steal. Because this painting will knock your little socks off. It really will. And uh, I'm happy to be enjoying it for a few days at least until uh, perhaps it is sold. And then I have to make another one. Uh, I'm starting a new painting today. Or yesterday I started a new painting. I found a new spot up on a hill above town looking down on the world, and boy, is it, uh, you know, tough to paint. I got up there, and I just immediately, I mean, first of all, it took me forever to get myself together and get up there. Then I probably spent about a half hour, 45 minutes, walking around, walking up and down the hill, trying to choose my spot, and I thought, oh, should I be in the shade, is it going to get hot, Finally, I ended up on this spot up on the ditch road that I like. 
the view that I like and I get set up. And you know when you're just, you don't really want to do something and so you're grasping for distractions, checking my phone, sending a text message to a friend about his dog that was barking because <laughs> I was above his house. His dog was barking. I sent him a message and I kind of was like watching down on the street to see if I could see him come out of his office and walk back to the house. Uh, I saw there was a taco truck down there. I was thinking about getting tacos. I was setting up going to do some work that afternoon in a garden and um then i had snacks with me so i had like i could take a bite of this this sandwich i made with hash browns and fried eggs and lettuce and hot sauce and cheese which is pretty good it's a pretty good sandwich although it does the bread does get soggy i don't really know how to avoid that i think it's when you have a hot hard or fried egg and then you put it in a closed container with some bread for an hour. It's going to make the bread kind of soft. and So that's something that can be improved upon, no doubt. Anyway, I had snacks. I had chocolate. Um, and and I was, I was just not into it. I, I tried to get into it. I maybe got into it for like an hour total of, of painting. And the darndest thing is it's, it's, it's just kind of difficult. You got to... Oh, you gotta, okay, you look, and you're like, okay, that's like a dark green. And then you gotta go down to your palette, and you gotta mix that color. And you might be out of blue, so then you gotta open your paint box, and you gotta find the blue, and you gotta pick it up, and you gotta squeeze it out on the palette, put the lid back on, put it back in the box, then take that right amount of blue, and mix it with the yellow or the green, to make that dark green... And then you got to paint that little shape. And that little shape might be about a quarter inch by a quarter inch on your canvas. And you put that on, down there and you're like, okay, that's that shape. Now, <laughs> there's a little shape of light green above it. And so then you go back down your palette and you got to mix that light green. And then you, you look around at the scene that you're trying to paint. Or I look around at the scene I was trying to paint yesterday. And I see all these teeny tiny, because it's receding into space, these teeny tiny little buildings. And I go, fuck! This is going to take forever! This is going to take forever. And I'm tired. And I don't want to do this right now. Uh, so it's really, it's not all unicorns and ponytails, <laughs> folks, being landscape painter. It takes, it really, the more energy you've got, the better it, the better it goes. And the, you know, there's that question always, I think, in any sort of endeavor, creative endeavor, maybe, where you have to find that balance between, am I better served by just taking the morning off and, um, you know, packing a nice little bowl and watching an episode of The Wire with the curtains drawn while the beautiful day unfolds out there? Or am I better off um, pushing through and, and, and getting myself out there and just slogging away and seeing what comes out? Most uh, most artists or people in the art world that are really serious about art will tell you that the latter is the way to go, I think. Just get out there and do it every day, no matter what. Just just get out there. Get into the studio. There's no substitute for studio time. 
And, and they, you know, glorify you know, the hours of work that people will put in, you know, like, oh, he's just, he's in the studio every day, all day, he's in there all night, he doesn't sleep, he doesn't eat, he just paints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think every now and again, <clears throat> take a day off, watch some soccer, get a little bit stoned, you know, or, or not, read a book, um, get stoned and read a book. Those don't have to be mutually exclusive. I haven't really been smoking much weed, by the way. Really, like, not at all. But I did have an enjoyable experience with it on Sunday, right after I finished this painting, and painted for a solid six or seven hours straight. I then uh, felt... And it probably had very little to do with with the weed, and mostly to do with the tremendous sense of accomplishment and satisfaction I had from pushing through and painting for six hours straight. <laughs> and uh, I smoked a little bit of weed with some buddies and and I uh, just felt fantastic and excited and alive. I felt alive. It's time for your cast iron update. Well, folks, I am really pleased to report on the state of my cast iron this morning. Uh, For those of you that don't know, I have a Lodge cast iron skillet. Uh, It's new. It was pre-seasoned, and it came with the pebbled surface. And I've struggled mightily with this pan, with finding out how to properly season it and keep it properly seasoned, and dealing with the joys of a of a of a slick slide and scrape of a fried egg off the surface, and the lows uh, and and deep depression of the everything sticking to your fucking pan. Um. Well. I I had a it was out of commission for a while because I reheated some pasta on it and the pasta had pesto on it and it created this t- awful sticky situation where things things were sticking and uh I had just reseasoned it and it it seemed like I had to do it all over again and I was I was distraught I was depressed I I put it in the cupboard just I just put it away. I was like, I'm not dealing with this right now. I don't I don't want to reseason it. I used my roommate's nonstick pans. Excuse me. So um, then I went camping, right? Uh, last week, and I thought, well, I better bring the cast iron because you know that's kind of what cast irons are for. You can put them on the fire, and so I did. Took it camping, and we cooked. Bacon. <laughs> Bacon on the fire. Just put that cast iron down there in the fire, in some coals, and put some bacon on it. And You know, you get a little ash in the bacon, but it's a nice way to cook bacon. You get all that bacon fat going. And the pan was just sitting in there. You know, I wasn't really concerned about it because I was like, oh, this, i got to reseason it somewhat anyway. If this thing cooks the bacon, I'm happy. And uh, I did cook the bacon. And then the next morning... The pan, you know, had been sitting in the fire. Uh, it had a pool of bacon grease in it. 
and I and it was I had put it inside the car like on a piece of newspaper, so it didn't get wet, but um, the bottom was like even looked a little bit like towards rusting, and and there was just that kind of weird pool of bacon grease in it. Well, all I did was took a piece of newspaper and rubbed that bacon grease all over the place, and um, now. <laughs> I mean, I wish you guys could see this pan. It's 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 just a thing of beauty. It's glistening. It has um it has little little rivulets of of grease, little spirals of grease all around it. Um it's just a be- I mean, it's just a thing of beauty and and I really think it needed it. It needed to be outside. It needed to be out of the kitchen. It needed to be on a fireplace. You know, it needed some bacon fat cooking. It needed to, to not be so fussed over. I think I was fussing over this pan. Uh, and now it's back in action. I'm just cooking with butter, lots of butter. I'm frying eggs and making hash browns, and, and they're coming off easily. And boy, it seems like I'm 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 at a new level. And so that's the cast iron update. I I don't know if I'll ever. I, I may avoid reheating pasta. I think, I think that might just not be, you know, not be the way to go, especially really sticky stuff with pesto. That's the cast iron update. Well, folks, it's ten a.m. and I still haven't had any coffee. Uh, you know, not going to make any guarantees about today, but my intention is to make it through the day without drinking coffee. And even if I don't get out and paint today, I'll get that wonderful glow of, of accomplishment for resisting the evil darkness of, of coffee and caffeine. I will say that Georgia O'Keefe drank coffee and she was amazing. Hell of an artist, beautiful homes. Boy, if you ever, uh, maybe I'll put a link up. If you're into adobe houses, George O'Keefe had two of the most beautiful adobe houses in uh, in the Southwest. And she really lived this life of, of an artist and built these beautiful, open, lovely, serene, uh, luxurious spaces for herself. And man, she's kind of a baller. She was a mil, you know, in in those days or or in these days, she would have been a millionaire off of her art sales, you know, in in middle age. She kind of kind of was kicking some ass. So if she drank coffee, it can't be evil, right? Um, I think it's uh, it's probably just well, there's probably nothing that's truly evil. Um, well, there probably is, but coffee isn't can't be truly evil. Uh it's just I don't know. What what the hell? It's like a little it's a little thing. Um It's uh it's an interesting substance. It's an interesting substance and for today, uh I I'm not drinking it, hopefully. All right. Well, gee, well, how about you? What's the news? Where you been? How are your toes? I haven't heard a thing about your toes in a while. Um, you know, last time I saw them, they looked pretty good. But, 
you know, you gotta, you gotta check on your toes. You can't leave them in socks all the time, you know, and just expect them to keep on up the good work. At some point they're going to rebel. So you got to take them out of the socks and get them in that dirt. I've been, I've been working in my backyard on my, my tender little slice of suburbia that is my back lawn. Very fond of this lawn. And, uh, you know, I water it and, now what I'm dealing with is an invasion of this plant called the white top. It's called the white top because it has a white top. It gets these white flowers on on top of the plant. And it it's not a you know, it's not an ugly plant, but it's a very strong plant and it before I even knew what was happening had spread all throughout my lawn like all across it and it was like I I realized what they were one day and went out and went to pull one and then realized suddenly that they were throughout the entire lawn <laughs> so I've begun pulling them now they're, they're one of those plants where you you rarely get the full root most of the time you know even if I wiggle my fingers down there to grip as low as I can and do the little wiggle back and forth as I pull out uh, you rarely get the full root. What you mostly get is a little snap, and the plant comes up. And with that, you look at the tip of it, and you see it's broken on the root, and you realize that you haven't gotten the whole root. And that means that that white top is coming right back up. So I got a tip from a friend that is to wait until the white tops have gained uh, strength and have are starting to put out their flowers. And then pull them at that point, because at that point they've put all their energy into the the seeds. Uh, Isn't that a fucked up little strategy? (laughs) Sit back and watch them go, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, yeah, go ahead, get nice and big. Oh, yeah, put all that, put all that juice into those flowers. You gotta make good flowers, put everything you've got into it. Put it all into it, and then I'm gonna pluck you. Right there, that's when you get them. Um, so, but but I'm I'm kind of working on a corner of the lawn and working on the other approach, which is just to pull every single white top as it appears. And so I'm going to see if I can't, through persistence, just eke out this little corner. You know, always start in this corner, always pull any little white tops I see, and then just gradually expand um, my 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 cleansing <laughs> ah, so funny it's like you just decide this plant is bad and we are now going to uh destroy it decim not decimate um annihilate its entire population i noticed this morning as i was pulling white tops that there are hundreds of baby grasshoppers in my freaking lawn and boy they're small Okay, they're about an eighth of an inch long to a quarter inch long at this point. Um, but it's already, it's like, it's already, I there's way more freaking grasshoppers than I can ever deal with are back there. Just hopping around, fucking eating things. Oh my God, it's, it's, uh, it's really depressing um, to look at because I don't know how to fight them. I don't know how to stop them. Um, they're really hard even to kill at the bit. And it's already at the point where like, what are you going to do? 
kill them one by one, it, you're just never going to win. There's too many of them. And how did that happen? There already there's already too many of them. Oh man, I'm I'm going to you know, I'm going to try. Uh, I think I'm going to get the garden hose and and go after them that don't like water, that's for sure. But boy, I'm um, not looking forward to that this summer. Fucking grasshoppers, man. So disgusting. Eat everything. Um really get real big and real gross. Uh, you know, the three inch, four inch variety with their hard bodies. Oh, little spines. Oh my God. Yeah. Not looking forward to that. So, uh, interestingly, they seem to be eating the white tops. (laughs) So what does that mean? Where does that leave me? What, what do I, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I take out the white tops, are they going to eat the grass? I don't think they really like the grass. It doesn't have enough leafiness to it. So will they move on? No. No, they won't move on. They'll probably come inside or something. Maybe they'll move to the neighbors. I don't know. Um, Or do I leave the white tops and let the grasshoppers eat them? But then it's like I'm feeding the grasshoppers. But I'd rather the grasshoppers eat that than anything else. I don't know. If you have any ideas, please send me an email. The The email address is GabeRobertsArt. G-A-B-E-R-O-B-E-R-T-S-A-R-T at gmail.com. You can also send snail mail to the P.O. Box 1668. That's in Paonia, Colorado. Paonia is spelled P-A-O-N-I-A. And the zip code is 81428. Thanks for listening. Uh, Really appreciate your presence and attention. I hope you had fun on this little journey. And I hope you'll tune in next week for an interview with somebody in Paonia. I'm not sure who yet. I'm going to try to get a female. I'm going to try to, you know, mix it up. Um, Somehow I seem to just hang out with more dudes than chicks i guess that's kind of natural but i really want to you know get that that lovely soft feminine voice into your ears and i can try you know i can try uh i can try to mimic it and speak like a woman but this will probably just creep you out more than anything and probably end up sounding like um, michael jackson more than a beautiful beautiful woman so um any kids out there um i have lots of games at my house and if you want to come over and play some games um we could play games we could play dominion um it says age is 13 plus but i think we could probably accommodate some younger people i'll i'll teach you how to play i'll teach you how to play the game and i have graham crackers I have honey graham crackers, and I can make hot cocoa with marshmallows and graham crackers. And we can, um, we can roast marshmallows. And, um, I can make a fire in the fireplace. I think we could, we could play board games on the carpet in front of the fire and roast marshmallows. But don't get marshmallows on the Dominion cards! Don't get your... Dicky little fingers on the Dominion cards. Okay. But as long as you 
don't mess up the Dominion car. You know, just wash your dirty little hands. Your grubby, dirty little hands and your dirty little face has marshmallow all over it. Marshmallow and graham cracker and chocolate mixed together all over your... It's all over your face. It's all over your face. Okay, you need to clean that off. Okay. Get that... Get that taken care of. Okay, then we can play... Then we can play Dominion. And maybe later we can watch a movie. So that's just an idea. Um... But really, I'll, I'll probably get a, uh, a, a a woman on the podcast next week. We'll talk about art or something. Uh, yeah, go to the website. Go to GabeRobertsArt.com. I put all, of, all the new paintings for 2015 are up on the art page. And um, you can find out more about me and the podcast and all that good stuff. Thanks for listening. Um, good luck with your cast irons. And good luck with your grasshoppers this summer. And maybe together we can find a way to have perfectly seasoned cast iron pans and kill millions of grasshoppers. Until next time, folks. <laughs>